0: Most companies understand that we need to be able to tell the story of what we do to our customers. However, it turns out that there are powerful advantages to being able to communicate our story to our own teams. In an era where businesses are facing daunting challenges on the home front, from recruiting top talent to retaining the people they have, as well as managing to boost diversity and teamwork, communicating mission and values is foundational. The question is, How do we do this effectively while also running a profitable and competitive business? I'm Jane Singer, and thank you for joining me here on The Seat at the Table and being part of our global community of industry leaders. Today, we're joined by the dynamic Martha Marchese, CEO of JK, a full-service women-owned creative agency that helps companies create and communicate powerful brand stories to their customers, partners, and employees. Martha is a Madison Avenue veteran where she crafted targeted, award-winning creative campaigns at legendary shops such as Young & Rubicam, Gray, Saatchi & Saatchi, and Della Famina. A master brand storyteller, her experience spans a wide variety of clients in the B2B and B2C spaces and includes brand strategy, creative direction, and employer branding. In this podcast, Martha will be talking about how leaders can create those traditional bonds amongst colleagues who are working off-site, how management can more effectively retain and motivate talent in an era of quiet quitting, and how to overcome some of the biggest challenges in implementing DEI initiatives, that's diversity, equity, and inclusivity, in your company. Being able to communicate your company mission and keep teams engaged is essential. However, you first have to have the right talent in place. Finding the right people can be challenging, especially for companies who need talent with more specialized skills or niche market experience. That's why top corporations or even smaller enterprises rely on Asianet consultants to help them fill those key positions. Since 1988, Asianet has been working in partnership with its global clients to help them make the right strategic hires. They have a well-earned reputation for being able to fill even those difficult-to-fill positions. So if you need to recruit new talent or you think you might be doing that soon, head on over to their website. That's asianetconsultants.com. asianetconsultants.com. I'll also put the links in the show notes. Now let's sit down with Martha and find out how we can do a better job of telling our company's story to our own team members. Martha, I'm so happy that you've been able to join us here on A Seat at the Table. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today.
1: Well, Jane, thank you so much for having me.
0: There's a lot of changes taking place in the workplace and even what we call a workplace, right? I think most recently we've seen this big shift to remote working. In your opinion, what does the future of employee engagement look like? How should leaders be creating those traditional bonds amongst colleagues that used to be easier when everybody was in the same physical place?
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest challenges that companies are trying to solve for. I mean, look, it's such a mix, fully remote, hybrid, back to the office. And I think it's easier than ever for a workplace to feel somewhat generic. That's the big fear. It's harder than ever to create what I call that connective tissue. But we are, yeah, we are seeing a few things that can really make a difference in fostering an ownable culture and making those meaningful connections. And the first is onboarding. I mean, so many employees are being onboarded virtually. And it's critical to create a really seamless, robust and inclusive employee experience. In fact, I think many companies are reevaluating, not just reevaluating, but reimagining how they onboard.
0: What are some of the things that they can do to make onboarding remotely more effective or, or more engaging?
1: Well, I think companies need to do a better job of making it more inclusive. You can't be onboarded just to your team. You've got to really get a snapshot of the entire business. You need to take the time to have them meet Senior leaders, have them understand the business, have new business, give, give them a, an, an overview of, of how the company is positioned. You've really got to plug them in to the entire organization, not just the team that we're working on, they're working on. And we see that that really makes a difference.
0: That's such a great point. And I think it's not something that's obvious. It's something that's, that's easy to implement, but it's not obvious. So I'm really glad you brought that up.
1: Well, you know, another big thing that we're seeing that more companies are understanding is the importance of having a strong employer brand. They are understanding that you have to engage with employees in a very different way than you do your customers. You've got to share your values, you've got to share your culture, and you've got to clearly communicate to employees the role they play and their role in the, in the company's success. You can't talk to your employees the way you do your customers or your consumers. You know those one-size-fits-all sweaters? Well, right. they, don't actually, they don't actually look good on everyone. Oh, you absolutely. have to have a very direct, personal, and ongoing dialogue with the people behind the business. You just do.
0: How might you do that? I mean, can you give me an example? What might that look like?
1: Well, I, I really think it, ta- it you have to look at how you communicate out outwardly to your customers and your clients, but then you've got to look inwardly and you've got to examine your values. You've got to make sure that those values are really clear so that they can be telegraphed to employees. You've got to do, take a hard look at your culture and make sure that you're conveying the powerful points of your culture. Too often companies are looking outward But they're not looking inward enough and they're not creating enough of a story around who they are and what they stand for. If I'm an employee, you've got to give me something to connect to. Those stories have to be and should be very, very different from the ones you're telling customers.
0: Yeah, I think that's really true. And it's something that I hadn't really thought about myself. But when you explain it as you have, it really starts to make a lot of sense.
1: Yep, we are seeing more and more companies focus on creating employer brands because look, the talent wars are out there and everybody's vying for talent. Another thing I I can tell you, Jane, that we see is creating a layered approach to making connections can also have a big impact. And I'll give you an example. At JK, we are a hybrid environment. And so we create engagement in a number of ways. And at the macro level, we have agency-wide events and they're anchored throughout the year. And these are mandatory and they bring the whole agency together. And the goal is to harness that collective power of all being together. But laid over that, we have monthly social events. Some of these are virtual, some of these are in person and employees can choose to be a part of these. And then at the micro level, we give our leaders budgets so that they can use that money and they can create shared experiences with their individual teams. It could be events, workshops, outings, whatever it is that they think is important and that they think will be most important to their team members. So this layered approach lets us make macro, middle, and micro connections. And we're seeing that that's highly effective. That's so
0: interesting. And I I like the way you've said layered because I think that oftentimes things become very siloed. And as you pointed out earlier, there's an importance for people to feel connected, not just to their team or to their department, but also to the entire company, to feel like they're part of a bigger organization. So I think what you've described in the way that you're creating these events is really an easy and, and very enjoyable way for people to do that.
1: We are seeing retention as a major issue for so many companies. First first, transparency is key. Okay. You know, many companies have gone through changes, transitions, even transformations. And employees, especially key stakeholders, they need to understand the company's vision and where they're headed. They have to be privy to what I call the why behind the work. They have to understand it. Senior leaders also need to have a voice when it comes to decision making. I can't stress how important this is. You know, we have a leadership team and they have a very active, they have a very active role in helping to make decisions that shape the agency. They know that their input and their perspectives are valued. You've got to have key stakeholders be a part of that decision making process. Yeah, I think it's also hand in hand with that. You, it's imperative that you instill trust in your senior leaders top talent, they, they have to know you can trust them and you you trust them to be effective leaders and that they're empowered to move the business forward. Even if you don't always agree with their decisions, they've got to feel that you trust them and that they can perform the roles that they're in and do it well. Trust is so critical right now. It's a, I think it's a, a make or break for a lot of senior talent.
0: Really, I think you're so right about that because trust, whether it be like you say, at the the talent level, at the product level, at the customer level, at any level. That's really, I think the key element that so much of what we're doing is missing. So I'm really glad you brought that up.
1: And you know, I also think that a regular feedback mechanism is so incredibly important. You've got to give all employees the opportunity to weigh in to share their opinions. You've got to continually take that pulse and then listen to that feedback. It is so important. And you know, finally, you've got to listen to the feedback, but then you've got to take the right action. You can't give everyone a voice and then not act on what you're hearing. And we see companies make that mistake. Ironically, it erodes the very trust that you're trying to instill. So you've really got to listen and then you've got to take meaningful action so that employees and key leaders feel that their voices are heard.
0: I think that's a really important point because you're right. I think one of the biggest reasons, not the only reason, but one of the biggest reasons that people become disengaged is because they feel they're not being heard. They just want someone to
1: listen to them, right? Absolutely. And so we're seeing that. Transparency, trust, and feedback, and then taking action on that feedback are all critical components of retention in today's market.
0: Now, what are some of the biggest challenges that senior leaders face when implementing DEI initiatives? I mean, how would you advise them to overcome this?
1: You know, we see a lot of companies struggle with this. They have meaningful DEI initiatives, but oftentimes it comes down to communication. There's not a cohesive story that is shared consistently. So what happens is the efforts, they tend to be fractured. They don't gain the momentum they need to be embraced. You know, we recently worked with a global blue chip brand, and they have a really strong commitment to meaningful DEI. They have an impressive goal. They want to be the world's most inclusive luxury brand by 2025 and so they've done all this amazing work and yet they hadn't done a great job of communicating it internally and externally and remember meaningful dei is just as important on the recruitment side of things as it is on the retention side of things so they've done all this great work they just hadn't communicated it well we came in and helped them build a singular cohesive story that could speak to all their efforts. And so what it did is it telegraphed the big picture for employees and potential employees. And it was something that they could rally around. So we're seeing that communication is so critical in having employees really get behind DEI initiatives.
0: I think that's really interesting. Uh, One of the biggest challenges that people often tell me when they're trying to implement, particularly inclusivity, is how to do it in a way that you're not including one group and making another subset feel that they're now being pushed out, if you know what I mean.
1: Yep, I do. And it's, that's an interesting point, because I think that creating a powerful, inclusive story, a singular story, is only one side of the equation. I think there's a real bridge between effort and engagement. Right. And that bridge, that bridge are the people leaders. They're, they're the ones, They're think about it, they're the ones tasked with sharing the story. So you've got to educate and equip your senior leaders with the tools that they need so that they can share the story consistently throughout the organization. You know, we create what we call DEI playbooks for senior leaders so that, A, they understand the story and they can communicate it out synergistically, and B, they have the right resources and tools so that they can implement it effectively. So what we're seeing is great efforts happening on one end of the spectrum, but not equipping the right key people within the organization to share it through the organization. And that's the missing piece. And we're seeing that with those things together, the right story, with the right leadership, having the right tools to share it, you're starting to see that momentum that so many companies are looking for when it comes to DEI.
0: I think that's an interesting way to look at it. It has become a bit contentious. It's funny. It started out with, of course, people feeling left out. And now we've almost gone completely full circle. So I'm I'm glad you addressed that. Now, women have made huge strides in moving into senior executive roles, as well as becoming trailblazing entrepreneurs. In your opinion, where are women still not achieving their
1: full career potential? That is a great question. (laughs) I think we need to see more women, not just at the C-suite level, but at the board level. You know, I recently, I read a recent stat that said that only 30% of Fortune 500 board members are women. So I, I think we've made progress, but, you know, I also think we have to help drive the change. You know, I'm a member of an organization called Executive Women of New Jersey, and they are committed to increasing the presence of women in leadership roles and on boards in companies throughout New Jersey. And they do a wonderful job. They connect women leaders. They advocate for change. They provide scholarships and mentorship to future leaders. So I think they're doing a really good job of of harnessing the power to create some change. And you'll like this. Every year, they publish a report that ironically is called A Seat at the Table. And it goes out every year. And it highlights the number of women who are in C-suite or board positions in companies throughout New Jersey. So I think they're helping to hold the business world accountable. And, and we've got to do that if we want to see more women in, in power. You know, I think it's really important. The other thing I'll say to you, and I, I feel so strongly about this, is I think we have to continue to hold sacred life balance. Yes. Um, I have been a single working parent for many, many years, and I know firsthand just how crucial a supportive and flexible working environment is. So frankly, I I wouldn't be where I am today without it. So I think we have to do a good job of helping women get to those senior roles and so that they have the support and flexibility to not just get there, but to stay there. So I, I think it's helping to advocate for change. And then I think it's also supporting women so that they truly can step into more of these leadership roles.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. And I think work-life balance has really become very challenging and almost more so with people working remotely, which is strange because in a sense, you would have thought that that would have eased things up. But from what a lot of people are telling me, it's actually made things worse in some ways.
1: You know, it's funny. The the nine to five working day is a is a dinosaur.
0: Right. People
1: are starting earlier. They're working later. Clients are on earlier. Clients are on later. And so you're right. There's been this kind of bleeding from work life into personal life, and it it has presented its own set of challenges. Many you know, people love not commuting, but it's also challenging when your clients on at seven a.m. and you have to be as well. Right. So you're right does create a whole host of challenges. You know, we do something, and I'm I'm really adamant about it. We have something that we have people put on their calendars. It's called Homefront. And what it means is in that moment, you need to take care of your homefront. Right. And, and when you put that on there, unless it's an emergency, it's that time you need to do something at home. And we have found that that goes, that's priceless for a lot of employees, and that we honor that because, again, in this new Kind of crazy working situation where work and life bleed together you've got to give employees tools to have some more of that balance you just do
0: yes i think that's one of the biggest challenges i think that it's a conundrum between giving employees like you say that time that they need to take care of their personal life and then at the same time companies worry that well Are they doing all their personal stuff since they're not in the Mm -hmm. office on company time? So I think it's become a bit of a conundrum for companies to try to figure out how do we manage this?
1: I couldn't agree more. It's a challenge we all face. There's no question that there's, you lose some efficiencies when you're not all together all the time. There's no question about it. However, I think companies need to trust, that their employees are working hard and that employees need to feel that trust, it's pretty easy to weed out people who are taking advantage of it. But for the most part, people are working harder than ever and you have to look at your productivity. And if it's not pro, you know, impacting your productivity, you have to trust that your employees are working just as hard for you at home than they are sitting next to you in the office.
0: Yes, I think you're right. You do have to be able to have that level of trust and in a sense it does act in a way as a self-weeding garden right it clearly (laughs) points out who's getting things done and who's not maybe even more so than if you had everyone actually sitting there and they could sort of look busy and you'd say well you know they look busy they must be doing something
1: no you're right it 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 is easy to weed that garden and I think that we just we have to trust our instincts on that, and I think we're going to continue to navigate the working environment. It's ever-changing. I don't think we'll ever go back to working the way we did, and that's okay. It's, yeah. it's accepting change and finding the best ways to work within it, and that's all we can do as leaders and, and to support our people in these new environments.
0: Absolutely. I think you said that really well. <laughs> you really summed up what I think everyone is looking at now. And, and you're right. Things will never 100% go back. They may look like what we did, but there'll always be some iteration that's, that's just a little bit different.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, tell us a little bit about what JK Designed
1: Oh, I'd love to. Well, we've been in business for 37 years. Wow. I am very pleased to say that recently we became a women-owned business. Wow. We have been certified by the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. So I'm, I'm very proud of that. We have a female founder. I'm obviously acting CEO, and we have a number of women in leadership positions. We are roughly a 50-person agency, so very proud to be women-owned. And it's giving us a seat at new tables. And that's really nice to have a seat at new tables. Thank you. We, do a, we have two core hubs, branding and messaging and employee engagement. Those are our two core hubs. We do a lot of employer branding, a lot of diversity, inclusion, storytelling, corporate social responsibility, ESG work, We do a lot of branding and messaging. We work across B2B, B2C, and B2E, but I will say our heart and soul is B2B. That's kind of where our bread and butter is. We work across, I don't think there's a vertical we haven't worked in at this point in time. We've worked across every vertical, every industry. And I think if you asked me to sum us up, Jane, I would say that we're expert storytellers. That's what people come to us for. They need a they need a powerful story told, whether it's in a recruitment marketing campaign or an employer brand or they're rebranding a corporate image. and that's really where we shine. So and we're headquartered in Hillsboro, New Jersey. Wow, Hillsboro, New Jersey.
0: That's wonderful. And I think that that you're right. The story is so important and it's not easy to tell that story in a way that's easy for people who are not hands-on involved in it to understand it. You want to be able to convey the message, but you also need to do it very succinctly and very precisely. So it really is an art.
1: Oh, it sure is. It's oftentimes what we see is that the stories are clogged with too much information. Right. And as we both know, if you overtell a story, nobody hears it. So paring it down to the essence of what matters most and pulling the value of that story up to the top is is what we help companies and clients do.
0: Wow. Well, I think that's very important. I just want to thank you for being with us today on A Seat at the Table. You've shared so many interesting things. How can people connect with you?
1: Of course. Well, we are J.K. Design, and that's J as in jello, K as in koala, design, jkdesign.com. Okay. You can go to our website and see our work. You can certainly always reach out to me, Martha Marchese, Martha M at jkdesign.com. I'd be happy uh, to connect with anyone. And uh, I can't thank you enough for having me. On a seat at the table.
0: Well, it's been my pleasure and I'll make sure to have all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much.
1: I'd also like to thank
0: our sponsor, Asianet Consultants. Asianet's a specialist in recruiting top talent in Asian markets. Since 1988, Asianet has been working in partnership with its global clients to help them make the right strategic hires. They have a well-earned reputation for being able to fill even those difficult-to-fill positions. Learn about how they can help you find the best talent by heading over to their website, AsianetConsultants.com. That's AsianetConsultants.com. I'll also leave a link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me here on A Seat at the Table. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something from it, I would love to hear about it. If you'd like to support the show, please hit the subscribe button, and if you can take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or other channels, that would be fabulous. Don't forget to check out our podcast website, seatpodcast.com. That's S-E-A-T podcast.com. If there's something you'd like to share, ideas, suggestions, or comments, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. Thank you again for joining me and being part of our international community. I'm Jane Singer, and I'll see you in the next podcast episode.